Welcome back, Leadheads, to episode 122 of the 122 of the We are back in action, survived the IV888 torrential downpour range day, and I've got two of the attendees joining me today. I've got Andrew with Kalashnikov USA and Casey, the three-gunner, Griggs. Guys, welcome in. Howdy. What's up? What up? So we've got uh, quite a tale to tell, I guess, from our, our past weekend experience. But before that, I want to thank Wes Doss with Kyber Interactive Associates. Uh, Wes joined us last week, so you guys check uh, his website out at uh, Kyber Interactive and Associates uh, and check out his Light Sights and Lasers tour coming to a city near you. Also want to announce that we have a new sponsor for the show, and it's the guys over at Dipstick Coatings. Danny Bronson, uh, he's been supplying me with uh, the, the uh, hydro dip projects that you're going to hear me talk about, and the, the last one I did was the, uh, and I brought this to the shoot, and you guys got to see it, was my, I'm calling it the Alpha Fet, my little uh, AR pistol that I built, and I use the, uh, they call it the Alpha Tango, which is, uh, what is that, ATAX knockoff kind of deal, camo? Yeah. Uh, and I'm getting ready to do Pepper's AR build that I'm doing for her, and it's going to be a surprise dip. So stay tuned for pictures of her little project that I've got going on. I've got a couple of other little hydro dip projects I'm going to be doing too, so I'll post those as they become available. But let's get into, I know everybody wants to hear how the IV888 range day shoot went. Probably seen on the internet, uh, social media sites. It was almost a bust. Uh, the rains came in and looked like a tornado on Sunday. I didn't get to see the aftermath, but Andrew did. Um, it was pretty ugly. It it pretty much tore all the tents and tables and everything down, didn't it? Yeah, everything was everything was wrecked. Yes, we got out of there on Saturday, so we didn't have an opportunity to uh, come back on Sunday because we figured everybody would have been bolting by then. Yeah, I think by midday, everybody was making plans to bug out because that rain was just relentless. But we did get about, what, two hours, would you say, there in the beginning of pretty decent uh, weather? Oh, yeah, at least. Yeah. yeah. We had a couple hours where it wasn't pouring. It was just spitting a little bit. Yeah. So uh, that was a good time because you know, that's kind of when everybody was loosening up and walking around and checking out all the, the vendors that were there and some of the some of the vendors didn't show up, but the majority of them still showed up, and there were a lot that were signed up. Kalashnikov made it, obviously. Yes, we did. Troy was there. Yes, very. Troy Industries. Uh, Steve Troy, the owner of Troy, and uh, his assistant Julie, and is it Tom? Is that the other guy's name? Tom Griffin. Tom, yeah. And then Casey was there representing uh, uh, representing Troy. And there was a whole slew of other. The, the guys from Caltech were there. Uh, Keybar, Chris USA was there. Uh, Zeke with SDI and Garrett Bischoff was there uh, with SDI. Fight Soap, Bond with Fight Soap was there. Um, the guys with, or not the guys, but uh, the gal with with Savoie Leather, not to be pronounced Savoy. Savoie Leather. <laughs> Savoie Leather was there. I don't know. There was there was quite a few. Geisley triggers. Geisley, were they, did they show up? Show up? Yeah, they were right next to me the whole time. They were there on Sunday too. Okay. Cleaning up. <laughs> Either I was blind or I just didn't see them there. They were literally in the right next to me. What did they have out there to shoot? They had all kinds of AR suppressors. They had an AK with their new AK trigger in it. That's that's odd because doesn't the the Troy Conqueror rifle have the Geisley trigger in it? I believe every troll rifle has a Geisley trigger because even their defense rifle has an SSA trigger in it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's so, odd. I didn't see Steve going over there and talking to him much. I didn't either. That's why I was kind of I was kind of miffed. Okay. Well, shoot. I just assumed they weren't there. Um, hey, Marty, your gun yeah. case was literally half laying on their table. <laughs> that that's right. There were people over there. Yeah, that was them. <laughs> that was them. Okay. Shoot. <laughs> Maybe it was because we didn't see any familiar faces, like Bill Geisley. Yeah, well, it was too young. It was like a young guy and a young girl. Yeah. There from the factory. Well, see, I, I would expect to see some of their three gunners or Bill Geisley himself. Not just two of the two people from the factory. Hmm. I guess they didn't want to. Weather report and canceled. Exactly. Yeah, they didn't want to brave the weather. 
Um, the AR500 guys were there. Uh, Taylor was there. Got to got to say hey hey to him. Uh, my boys at 1776 United were there representing with the shirts. Uh, go check them out, 1776united.com. They've got some new designs out. Uh, one that they gave me that I really like, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but it says, Die Terrorist Scum. Yeah. I've been wearing that like every day. Love that t-shirt. So I know you were representing Kalashnikov. How did it go for you during the, the shoot? I know you got a lot of traffic. I think your booth probably got more traffic than anybody from what I was seeing. Yeah, I had a lot of lot of people that were interested in. Um, you know, the AK guy came by and shot some video, and he already put a little a little snippet video up. I think he's going to do a, a more in depth video, but he wanted to get something up quick. Um, had Hickok forty five came by and shot the new rifles. Um, FPS Russia came by and shot the new rifle. Had a lot of guys come by and just and you know it was raining so hard, a lot of people didn't shoot, but at least came by and just asked about it and checked it out and saw it. And it was yep. the first time that the media had ever seen the new U.S. rifles, so it was cool. Casey got to shoot it. Uh, Such Double Alt um, got to shoot it. He came by. He was there. Uh, there was a whole slew of people. I've got some video that I'm piecing together right now. I'm gonna do a little montage uh, of the shoot with the the Kalashnikovs, and then Andrew and I are going to get together and we're gonna do some individual, not necessarily reviews, but what would you call it of each of each introduction of each individual rifle? Yeah, just kind of go out. Squeeze some rounds off, check them out. Just talk about you know the different models that we're gonna that we have available, and just kind of check them out and show the features. Yeah, we'll feature them. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna feature you go. them. And you know, good excuse to put some lead down range. Yeah, I love that. Yep. <laughs> so, Casey, what did you think about it? Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, it's the first time I ever seen one. So, uh, like I said, I'm I've never been to a shoot like that. I think it was pretty cool, and I'm looking forward to doing it again next year. Yeah, and hopefully we will have better weather. The last two that I've been to, the weather has been just extraordinary. Last year, I think I about sweated my ass off. It was so hot. You know, this year we caught a was it a tsunami or something down on the coast that we just caught the edge of, and it just it just kind of hammered Joaquin us. Joaquin. Yeah, tropical storm Joaquin. Hey, I don't even care if it's hot as long as you're getting a shoot. Who cares? Yeah. Well, there were some diehard people. I mean, when the rains were coming, I mean, talking about torrential downpours, and Andrew's got a clip of, of some of it on his phone. These guys were still out there just diehard plinging. You could hear the, the lead just plinging the, the steel targets. That's what was funny, because I think he was having more fun than, than anybody. I think we, we, we kind of devoured a good portion of the ammo ourselves, I think. <laughs> well, no, that's what we were there for, so... Did you get to walk around much, Andrew, and check anything out? Shoot anything different? Um, I did. Um, uh, the Geisley folks were set up next to me, and they have a um, a drop-in AK trigger that they come out with, and I got to squeeze a few rounds off with that. Excellent, excellent product. I think it retails for like forty-nine bucks too. No way. Drop-in yeah, AK trigger from from Geisley, and, and the retail is forty-nine bucks, and oh, um, it's not great. I'm I'm gonna get a couple of them and drop them in some of my rifles. Cool. Hey, did you know that uh, Troy makes a a rail system for an AK now? I did not know that. We'll have to check that out. Yeah, they came out with that last last shot show. Matter of fact, I've got one out there in the garage. <laughs> oh, you do? You got one? Got one here with me that uh, he could see if I could get it on the camera good enough. Yeah. Well, they've got it on their website. You can pull them up. It's based on the the Alpha Rail. It's got those little uh, round holes in it, mm -hmm. so you can put the squid grips in there. Cool. What about you? Casey, did you get a chance to walk around much, or did you pretty much hang around the, the Troy booth? Yeah, I got to walk around a little bit. I, I went over and talked to the guys from Tactical Walls. They were there. Um, I really like their stuff. I mean, that oh, stuff yeah. is like... Me too. They're cool. Dude, you, see my, you see my clock they got back there? I got it oh, kind yeah. Of, yeah, so they sent me one of their clocks, and uh, I haven't hung it up yet, but I did paint the, the minute and hour hand in glow-in-the-dark. That's cool. So I just got to find a place to put it in the house. But uh, thanks to Chris over at Tactical, Tactical Walls for sending me that. That's a very cool little clock. Yeah, I got to call them, as a matter of fact, talk with those guys. And uh, like they I said, they want AR-500 armor. I talked with those guys, too. Now, they're really cool. Yeah, Tyler. I was, I was talking about him earlier. Tyler uh, came by. We're going to be doing some stuff with him in the future. So you guys stay tuned for more with AR-500. But uh, back to Tactical Walls, they had a little competition set up. Yes. Where, they, where they were giving away some of their, their cool products, and what it was is they had like a little window uh, set up to the right, and then to the left it was like a wall like you were in your house, 
and I, I can't remember the name of the product, but it was a mirrored. Yeah, it's their new mirror. Yeah. Yeah, the mirror cabinet, and you you had to slide the mirror open, and inside you had your AR and you had your pistol. Was it a Smith and Wesson? Is the pistol? Uh, it was MP, uh, yeah. Okay, so it was MP. It was a Sig. Uh, oh, was it a Sig? Was it a Sig? I had two. I had a Sig Sour when I shot. Okay, I they may have switched it out. Who knows? I think they did because I was shooting a Smith and Wesson. So what you had to do was two rounds in each. You had to squeeze off two rounds in each. You grab the AR uh, and everything. You had to load. They had the magazine sitting on the windowsill, so you had to grab your AR. You had to load it, chamber it, and then squeeze off two rounds. Drop it, and then you had to reach and get the pistol, which was secured with Velcro, which mm -hmm. was cool. And then you ripped it off, and then you had to load it, and then squeeze off two rounds with that. And whoever had the fastest time won. I think you won that mirror cabinet, is what you won. And then there was some other stuff that they were giving away. I think uh, when I shot it, Chris Chang, I think, was first. I don't I forgot who got second. I was point eight in third. You had point eight. I had point nine. <laughs> so I shot, a, I shot a point nine. How many times did you do it? Uh, I only did it twice. I probably could have done it again, but the second time I fumbled the mag on the AR. So I had freaking James Yeager heckling me while I was doing mine. So <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm gonna pull your certificate. You suck. I'm pulling your certificate. <laughs> it's like I got a point nine. I think somebody had a point six at one at one point. Was that Chris? I don't know. Well. Somebody blazed it. I don't know who it was. I just know that Chris Chang, I think, was in first. Okay. Well, he had to have been really blazing it because the guy that had the point six was just like Grease Lightning, man. It was nuts. So there was that. There was, of course, there were explosions galore. Um, lots of explosions. Yeah, you know, lots of explosions. There was a, a little cannon that Eric was shooting, and I've got some video of that, too, that I'll be posting, but that was pretty cool. He shot it at the car and was just demolishing that car that was out there with that cannon. Um, Silencer Co. was there, but they didn't bring their new integral, integrally suppressed 9mm, the Maxim 9. Is that what it is, or the Maxim 6? I think it's the Maxim 9. Yeah, so I was disappointed that they didn't bring that out. That would have been cool. And I wanted to talk to Chris Chang about it, because he actually got to shoot it. He went out to that, that little invitational thing only that they had. Mm -hmm. Did you get a chance to talk to him about it at all? Yeah, uh, the Maxim 9, Marty. It's the Maxim Nine. Yeah. Okay. Right. I didn't get a chance to talk to him about it at all, but we did. We talked about several three gun things and everything else, and Bass Pro, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. He's a great guy, man. I love Chris Chang. He's cool. I posted a video of him um, shooting. What was that full auto that was to the far left over there, Andrew? That they had set up on the MG42. Yeah, the MG42 Hitler's buzzsaw. Yeah. yeah, that thing was badass, man. Yeah, that was firing too. It sounds just like a bus saw. Yeah. And they were shooting some kind of uh, training round. What was that training round they were shooting, Andrew? They were shooting one of those uh, those plastic eight millimeter training rounds. Yeah, they they were cycle, but they don't go very far because they're actually plastic. Yeah, they were blue plastic. Everybody's like, "What are they shooting down there?" I thought it was the simunition at first. But, yeah, I didn't know what it was. So I walked down there and picked up one. I was like, "Oh, some plastic training rounds." <laughs> So I got a video of him that I posted on face or on uh, yeah Facebook, and the look on his face after he got done shooting, he's like he wanted more ammo. You know that look like when you run out of ammo, you're just like disappointed. Yeah. He, he had that disappointing look on his face. He's like, "Where's you know? Give me another belt. Come on." <laughs> that was a that was a good time too. And then down to the right, Keltec was set up down there, and they brought the uh, they were set up with Aculus. Joe Mo had brought the suppressors that he custom made for the, the damn it Oshi hold on I gotta let him out he's gonna bark dogs <laughs> well, yep had to get right in the middle of it had to put his two cents in oh yeah alright so Joe had brought the suppressors for the uh, the KSG and uh, they had those set up and was running a full-size KSG, and then he had what a shorty, uh, a shortened version of the KSG. Did you guys see those? I did not. I didn't make it down there when he was still there. He left early, so. Okay. Yeah, so that was cool. I didn't get any video of that. Um, my brother was, was there doing my video for me, and he had taken a break. He I guess he got drenched, and he had to go to the car and take a break, and 
So I lost my cameraman for a good portion of the, you know, the only opportunity we had really to do videos. So I didn't get as many videos as I'd like, but uh, we still got some good footage, and you know, just the personal experience was was fun. I think it forced us more to actually talk and interact more, uh, so you know, people got to know each other a little bit better, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. Whereas in the past, I mean, people are just out on the range constantly, and all the noise and everything. You don't really have an opportunity to to talk and and do much. But they did do something a little different this year, as they were. And I know everybody didn't get an opportunity to do it because of the rain, but they were having demos with the sponsors in between uh, sessions. And I think Troy was the only one that, that actually got an opportunity to do it. Yeah, and it kind of turned out to be a bust. It would have been awesome if uh, the rain hadn't drenched the explosives. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. So so talk, talk everybody through what we had set up for that, Casey. Well, they had you on the 308, right? Okay, they had you on the 308, which was suppressed also. They had, uh, let's see, what was Steve shooting? I don't remember what he shot. He was shooting the uh, M, uh, M, M7A4, right? Isn't that what it was? I think so. The or, M7A4, which they haven't released yet. Um, and we can't talk much about it, but uh, it was a yeah. little submachine gun. Um, and, that, of course, I had the Conqueror rifle. Yeah, uh, you had the Conqueror. And... We were attempting to shoot a, what do they call those explosives, uh, Tannerite? Some kind of Tannerite, yeah. I think it was Tannerite mixed Binary with... Binary explosives. There you go. Binary explosives, yeah. So it was some of that stuff mixed with some, like, colored powder, I guess, between baby powder. I don't know. Some food coloring in it. I don't, but anyway, it was set up to be red, white, and blue. Well, because of the rain, it didn't exactly go red, white, and blue. I think it went, re I think it went uh, red, blue, white... <laughs> Possibly yeah. white. <laughs> well, what happened was, all right, so Steve was shooting the red, I was shooting the white, and in case he was shooting the blue. Uh, so after the demo, uh, Steve took the M4A7, or M7A4, I get it screwed up, it's M7A4, mm -hmm. and he shot his, and he was hitting it, but it wasn't exploding. And then it started sparking like a, like a Roman candle. It was just kind of fizzing. And then I was like, all right, do I need to shoot now or, or what? And they're like, yeah, go ahead and shoot. I was like, okay, so these this 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 isn't Tannerite, you know. I thought I was expecting an explosion. So as I'm shooting mine, I shoot mine, I hit it, it doesn't do anything. I hit it again, it doesn't do anything. I shoot it five times, and then it finally starts sparking. And then Casey goes to his, he shoots his, and as he's getting ready to shoot his, Steve's explodes with the red. Mine's still fizzing. Casey hits his, then the blue comes up, and then all mine does is just it's just a sparkle light show. It <laughs> it was a dud. So I, I felt like a failure. <laughs> but I, I was nailing it. I hit, I even shot it after it started fizzing. I shot it five more times. Yeah, I, I even was, shot it with a couple of extra rounds that I had in the Conqueror just to make sure it wasn't going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that was kind of a, a fail, I guess. And then you know, after that demo, I guess we did they do lunch then? That's kind of when they were doing lunch, and then the rains really started coming in. Yeah, it came in bad after that. And we just we I mean, really couldn't do anything. I couldn't film. I didn't want to jack up the camera, and I didn't. Re I mean, ever I was already soaked because when I laid down, I had to go prone to shoot that 308, and I just I was they put it right in a puddle that was covered <laughs> with hay. And when I laid on that hay, I mean, it just I got soaked. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was there, a that you were laying in was the same one I was laying in earlier, and it and it done perfect. Oh, I know because I shot it just minutes before that. Hmm. Don't take long for that rain to fill it up. No, it don't. So I was wet the rest of the day, cold and miserable, but it was still a good time. I got to, got to walk around and talk with everybody. I did a video with SDI and uh, Zeke and uh, Garrett Bischoff. I want to call him Eric. I think his dad's name's Eric. He's the wrestler. Garrett Bischoff, you guys familiar with him? Yeah. Sounds familiar. Yeah, I met him he's out like, there. He's like WAE or TNN wrestler. I don't know much about the wrestling stuff, but. Uh, so I think he's retired from that, and he's doing the SDI stuff full-time now. I just know the term DDT. I don't know. <laughs> you did what? <laughs> I just know the term DDT. I don't know. DDT, what is that? <laughs> it's just a wrestling, wrestling. man. It's brutal. Yeah, some type of wrestling slam, I guess, the DDT. Uh, it's like a, put your head between your knees, lift them up, and goosh! Yeah, that's oh, cool. yeah. I thought that was a pile driver. I used to practice it on my little sisters when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were a damn bully. <laughs> oh man, it's part of, part of growing up in North Carolina. Is you, you got the three R's. You learn reading, 
writing and wrestling. And wrestling. <laughs> yeah, my brothers used to do that move on me all the time. Yeah, I was their I was their mannequin, their practice mannequin, I guess. You don't want to use the term dummy. Well, yeah, dummy. <laughs> So speaking of dummies, that brings us to our jack wagon of the week. Good segue, Andrew. Hey, Ralph, simplify, do or die, hold them high at eighth and I. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week. So brace yourself, baby. <laughs> All right. So we got a couple of jack wagons this week, and we're going to let Andrew start us off with our first one. All right. Um, our first jack wagon of the week is this. Uh, his name is Jorge. S. Guerrero, I don't really know how to say his last name, but he's a uh, professor at the University of Texas, Austin. And if you all don't know this, the uh, state of Texas passed a carry on campus and inside campus buildings in the state of Texas for all the state universities. And uh, he has organized a boycott of university professors to uh, refuse to teach in classrooms where firearms are present. And he put out this long, scathing email letter thing, and it's just completely filled with lies and BS and just, I mean, some of the stuff I think he just straight up made up facts and figures that are just completely ridiculous and ignorant. Um, so did a little looking up on him, and of course, um, he was taught at the, you know, in Illinois, Wisconsin, <laughs> New York. So, you know, it's a typical example of a, uh, a, a northern liberal professor um, preaching his or spewing his stupidity all over the, all over the country, and it, it just makes you wonder, you know, how much a college education is really worth when stupid people like this are the ones that are supposedly in charge of our higher education. Well, no doubt, and and you know, I saw some of the stuff that he was citing, you know, trying to use as his defense to to further his cause there, and yeah, a lot of that is just made. I mean, he's just pulling that out of his ass. Oh, yeah. No facts. Uh, no figures, no nothing for him to back up his his ludicrous claims. So he's he's you know he's bringing his jack wagon us down here to the south now. So somebody needs to come out with something that debunks and shows you know that he's just flat out lying on this stuff and get him kicked out of that that Texas. What what school was it? UT Austin. UT Austin. You know, I can't believe they've even put up with that kind of crap down there. Well, Austin's probably the only place they would even slightly put up with it. But, you know, hey, if you refuse to teach in a classroom with a gun's present, you can just move on to another university. Yeah. Maybe they'll have him back in Illinois. Exactly. Or you just turn yourself into a victim like all these other people in these gun-free zones. Yep. Because those are the ones that, that get picked on. You know, yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen any mass shootings in gun-friendly zones yet. Yeah, and I've not heard much more about the massacre that, that just happened in Oregon either. Uh, it seems like it's kind of died down uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, lost some steam a little bit. Yeah, you know, which is which is good. I don't know, you know, what what their purpose is in it, but the media is what fuels these people to go out and and do these rampages, these massacres. You know, they they glorify them. They know they're going to get all this coverage if they go out and do it, uh, all this exposure, all this so-called fame. And, uh, you know, hopefully, Andrew and I were talking off, off air earlier, hopefully they're learning their lesson is that, you know, the less, the less that they give coverage for the shooters uh, and more for the victims, um, you know, I guess that's probably the best way that they could cover those if there is a good way to cover it, you know. It's just, yeah. I mean, it needs to be concentrated on the victims, not on the shooters. I mean, yeah. the victims are important. We need to know about. Yeah, yeah stop glorifying the shooter. I mean, that's just uh... – he doesn't need any glory at all. He just deserves where he's at. Yeah. They don't even deserve their name to be mentioned. No. All right, so welcome to the jack wagon train, you freaking liberal professor from where? Buffalo and New York, and now he's in Texas. So just, just keep him packing down there in Texas and send him on his way. Head him on out to Cali. <laughs> They'll love him there. Yeah. All right, so I've got a jack wagon that was submitted by a new leadhead. We have a, a new listener to the show. His name is Brian Lefevre, and Brian sent in this jack wagon. There is a incident that happened at a Walmart. Or no, I'm sorry, it's a Home Depot. And there was these people that were shoplifting, I guess, at this Home Depot. And as they were trying to make their getaway... There was a guy in a parking lot who had his carry permit. They call them CPLs. Um, let me see what state this is in. 
So this is in Auburn Hills, Michigan. Let me read the story right. All right, so a woman with a concealed weapons permit shot a person suspected of shoplifting in Auburn Hills. Police say a shoplifter was leaving Home Depot around 2 p.m. Tuesday as he walked out. The store's loss prevention employee tried to stop him. The shoplifter then got into a dark-colored SUV and began to flee. That sounds like a song. Says Lieutenant Jill McDonald of the Auburn Hills Police Department. Police say a customer in the parking lot witnessed the employee trying to stop the shoplifter and decided to intervene. The customer, who was a CPL holder, I guess that's what they call him in Michigan, then fired shots at the vehicle. McDonald says, we believe they blew out at least one of the tires on the vehicle. Police are looking for two suspects, the one who stole from inside the store and one who drove the getaway vehicle. I think that's crazy. What else are you going to shoot at? Wonders Jim Luxton, a Home Depot shopper. It's just crazy that someone is going to shoot at somebody says shopper and comfort. Police say the best thing that anyone can do, whether he or she is a CPL holder or not, is just be a good witness. So, and the story goes on, blah, blah, blah. You know, they're chastising this this person. I guess it was a lady for shooting at these people. It sounds to me like she was just, she wasn't shooting at them. She was shooting at their tires just to get them to stop. But still, I mean, they're shoplifting, so there's really no cause for you to, to draw your weapon and discharge rounds out of it anyway. What do you guys think? Yeah, I can, I can see the double side of that, but I mean, yeah, if they're not presenting any threat, like actual threat to you, I can see where that can get misconstrued into the law, especially. Yeah, it was definitely a, a, a bad call on her part. I mean, unless they were trying to run over the guy, the loss prevention guy, or trying to run her over. Right. Really didn't have any any legal legs to stand on pulling that pulling that gun and firing rounds at him. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. We don't know the whole story. So, I mean, if all right, they're shoplifters. They're being pursued by the loss prevention guy. So, obviously, you know, the jig is up, and they're panicking. So, he's running out. He's getting in the car. The other guy's like, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. So, they they could have been very, um, in, in their getaway, what am I trying to say, destructive? I don't know. Aggressive. Aggressive, yeah. They could have been very aggressive. They might have been hitting other cars. They might have... You know, people might have been having to dive out of the way. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I wasn't there. I'm not going to speculate. There's actually a video. I found a video of it. Well, oh. I guess of the news broadcast. Oh, so there's not a live of it actually happening. I don't, well, I don't know. I'm not watching the video while we're on the air, but, I mean, it's a Chicago Tribune. Yeah. Dot com. It actually has it on there because I was trying to look it up and read it as you were going through it to see what they were saying on their half. Yeah. So I actually watched the news coverage of it, the broadcast that they had on their, I guess, their local news. And the good thing about it was nobody was actually going after this lady, the concealed carry permit. You know, they were concentrating on the criminals, the the shoplifters. Insurance, the more gaps you may find, like how you think. Oh, coverage for this, Is that it? Yeah, and I can't get it to stop. <laughs> oh, but that was it. That was the. Yeah, that was the commercial plan. Okay, I got you. Nine seconds of a commercial. Yeah. You know, for God's sakes, I mean, if somebody's just shoplifting and they're not armed or not, you know, putting anybody's life in danger or your own, you know, just let them go. Let them take it. It's just material stuff. Let the police deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're trying to do bodily harm to somebody else or yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Without knowing the full story, she's she's on the jack wagon train. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was not a great idea. No. And that could have got a lot more bad press than it did, I guess. All right. Did you get your video under control there? Oh, yeah. It's good now. Okay. Good deal. All right. So, Andrew, you've got Knob Hill coming up. That's this, this coming Knob, weekend. Knob Creek. Or Knob Creek. Knob Hill. <laughs> so, Andrew, you've got Knob Creek coming up this weekend, and you're actually going to be um, taking part in a pistol competition. Is that right? No, I don't shoot the pistol. I'm probably only going to be able to go down there and shoot shotgun this time. Oh, shotgun. Sunday. So I'm going to go down there and shoot the uh, shotgun match on Sunday. Okay. Is is uh, Sean going with you? No, nope. Sean's got stuck working, so he's not going to be able to go down with me. So I'm going to roll down a solo. i got a bunch of friends down there I'm going to meet up. I got gotcha. uh, Shoot the shotgun match on Sunday, so I'm only going to go down on Sunday. But it's still a good time, you know. Okay. The great gun well, show, too, that they got there. How how far out is Knob Creek? Like, coming from Tennessee, you think, Mark? I mean, I live in Nashville. Um, oh. takes me a couple hours. Yeah, it's about, about, it's about two, two, two and a half hours. About two, two and a half hours? Yeah. It's about the same as the Rock Castle game. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not too far. Yeah. And it's fun just to go out there and just watch all the machine guns. That main line has just 
crazy, crazy, crazy guns out there. I'd like to go down there and try your shotgun. Yeah. I mean, I don't have the three-gun model. I'm just going to take my standard team model down there and shoot it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah well, if, if I don't have anything going on Sunday and the boss will allow me, maybe I'll go with you. Yeah, we'll load up the truck and ride out there. Hell yeah. What time are y'all leaving? Um, if I want to shoot that shotgun match, I have to leave early, probably like 6. I think we lose an hour. I think we lose an hour. Yeah. Um, it's Eastern time. Is it? Definitely be out. I think it is. Let me look it up. Knob. Make sure you put range, otherwise you just get the whiskey. Yeah, I put, I put range in there, Knob Creek Range. Do they make the whiskey too, or is that another company? No, another person. I got you. It's actually so that, in West Point, Kentucky. Yeah, West Point, Kentucky here. Um, West Point. Eastern. They're on Eastern. Yep. Yeah, I thought so. All right. Well, I should know something by tomorrow. Cool. So I'll let you know. That'd be cool. What are you doing Sunday, Casey? You I will be... Two and a half hours, Marty. Okay. That's not I'm, too bad. I'll be getting off work at morning. Yeah, you'll be tired. Well, you could sleep the whole way. <laughs> well, I, I won't be able to. I won't get off till 7. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that sucks. All right. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Uh, let's talk... <clears throat> do you talk more about Knob Creek? Anything going on there? Are you just, are you just doing the shotgun? Is that it? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean it is what it is. I mean, it's a, just a cool gun show and watch all the machine guns get shot is there anything special planned this year? Anything different out of the ordinary? Same thing as always. Are they still doing that TV show? I have no idea. I don't have TV, so I never watched it. I don't. I never have either. I just know that that year we went up there with. Um, yeah, they wouldn't let you shoot because they're a TV show. Yeah, uh, actually, they did let us shoot. Did they end up letting you do it? They we talked them into it. They let us do it. We didn't do any filming just because we didn't stay very long. Yeah. We just went. We just went and watched you guys do your competition and pretty much left after that. Yeah. But they, yeah, they were filming like some kind of wedding or something. I don't know what was going on. It was something odd. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was a good time. Yeah, that's cool. Casey, you got any competitions coming up? I've got the Trigicon Challenge coming up. The uh, the it's up at Rock Castle. Yes. The Trigicon Challenge, and it's it's a little different than your normal three gun competition. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, it's 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 definitely out of the norm for your regular three gun style match. You could you're gonna have everything there from between revolvers, bolt actions, pump shotguns, semi autos, anything. I mean, they're gonna have everything there. The coolest part is the prize tables, though. I mean, I've been catching some like little small glimpse photos of all the stuff on the prize table. Uh huh. Dude, <laughs> if I can finally walk away with a Trigicon VCOG. I think I'll just fall out the floor. Better prizes than the Brownells? I know that Trigicon's going to throw a lot of their optics on the table. Yeah. Now, there's going to be some bigger names at this one, isn't there? Oh, yeah. There's going to be a yeah. Did yeah. you say Jerry was going to be there? I guarantee Jerry will be there. If he's not, I'll be surprised. Yeah. And uh, Zita's uh, going to be there? Al Zita? Yep. Al's going to be there. Now, I've also already heard that... The USAMU is grounded from this one. What's that? They were not approved for this shoot. To who's that? The, the USA. USA. The, the Army Marksmanship Unit. Oh, well, how come they're not allowed? I command granted them. That's all I know. <laughs> they party a little too hard. <laughs> no, it's just when I when I say grounding, it's just it, it it's not necessarily budgetary or anything. But you just never know with the functions of the military where the reasoning for grounding that unit for the day. Right. You know, so it's not they didn't do anything. It's just the way the schedule falls. I gotcha. They got maybe prior commitments or something. Yes, exactly. That's the best way to put it. I know I'd met some of those guys at that last event. <coughs> they were pretty, pretty cool guys. I didn't even know any of the guys from the were they there at the Pro Am? Yeah. There was, um, I'm going through here looking for him right now. He sent me a message. Tyler Payne? No. I know Daniel Horner wasn't there. It was one of the military teams. Might have been Marine Corps. Uh, I think it might have been the Marines. Yeah, I think you're right. Because you would know if the gold jerseys were there. <laughs> Let's see. see. Black and gold, everybody's going, really? We're not going to win anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it was it was the Marines. I think that's what it was. Well, that'll be good. I'm going up there to that event also with you, so that'll be another good time. So I'm going to be spending some time in Kentucky here. When is that? Looks like it's the 26th. 26th. 
I'm sorry. Is it 22nd to the 24th? Oh, yeah. okay. 22nd through 24th. Um, we have to be there. The shooters have to be on there on there on the 21st. So. Gotcha. Hey, do you know uh, Jeremy Parker shoots a lot of three gun, Casey? Say again, who? You know a guy named Jer- Jeremy Parker. He used to shoot for Benelli. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's a buddy of mine. I'll be shooting with him at Knob Creek. He's one of the guys who runs that shotgun match. Okay. All right. Yeah, Jeremy's yeah. a buddy of mine. He's pretty good with a shotgun. The guy that I like just absolutely love to watch with shotgun is Jerry. Oh, yeah. That's ridiculous. I, li- I like to shoot fast with shotgun. I love to shoot fast with shotgun. But my hands aren't fat enough or big enough for quad loading. So I oh, struck yeah. quad loads. Oh, yeah. I can't do it either. I can only do three tops. You either got to have really long fingers yeah. or a real narrow hand. Yeah. I got a short, fat hand. Yep. That's, <laughs> there we go. Yep. That, so that's why you want a Sega. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I just uh, – I mean, it's just practice. I can quad load decently fast, but not not to my liking. Yeah, not to that level. Yeah, I guess some of those they just got you beat. Now I can I can du- dual load like it ain't nothing. I mean I can do that just as fast because I found some pretty good ways. As long as you bring the shotgun down to your belt and load from your belt pretty closely, mm-hmm. you, know, you can get it loaded quick. Not so much on the quad loads. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's get to our our this week's Sonoran Desert Institute sponsored fact to fight the myth. SDI is proud to present the Talking Lead And just so happens that Andrew has an interesting fact to fight the myth for us related to AKs. Yeah, you know I'm an AK nut anyway, Marty. Yes, sir. So Trying to turn me into one. Uh, it's pretty easy to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see myself going that direction pretty easily, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, but my... my um, Fact to fight the myth is uh, about milled receivers and stamped receiver AKs. Okay. And, I mean, you just – is an endless, endless, endless stream of milled receivers are so much superior to stamped receivers, and they were supposed they were originally designed to be milled and blah, 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 blah. There's so much stuff out on the Internet that's just not correct. But um, just to fight the myth, the AK-47 was designed to be a stamped receiver rifle. That's how it was designed. At the time when the Russians put it into production – their welding and stamping technology in factories couldn't do it. They just physically couldn't manufacture them properly. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the technology to do it. So the first AKs were milled because they could mill them out of solid blocks of steel. Um, it was later when they went through the German factories that they had liberated um, <laughs> and borrowed uh, that stamping technology from those German factories that they were able to bring bring their production up to where they could actually reliably manufacture stamp receiver AKs, and that's what they did ever since and have ever since. Crazy. And all Russian AKs are stamped. Um, so that's just one of those myths. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's nothing out there that a milled receiver is more accurate. There's nothing out there that's more reliable. And it's just, it's just not true that they are technically better. Are there, is there anything wrong with a milled receiver gun? Absolutely not. But they're not superior to a stamped gun, and they do weigh a lot more. So yeah. weight is a, a factor with AKs, and a milled receiver AK weighs a lot more. Um, I personally own both, and I've never seen any accuracy, reliability, any difference between the two. So durability doesn't come into play? Nope. Nope. Okay. So you, you get um, you get a lighter, you get a cheaper, and you know, as far as everything else goes, it's still accurate, it's still durable. As long as it's manufactured correctly, it is. <laughs> right, right. So what, what what's the process of a stamped? receiver? What, what does it actually go through? Okay, a stamp receiver is basically a flat piece of steel where the holes and everything are already cut into the steel, and then it's pressed and bent into a box shape. Then they rivet the rails, trunnions, all those type of pieces are riveted into that stamp receiver. Um, stamping's just faster, less expensive, and um, you know, they, they got, the, the, the Russians just borrowed it from the Germans. You know, mm-hmm. when you look at the, uh, the German machine guns that they were making towards the end of the war, but it's just a, uh, it's a simple, fast, less expensive way to manufacture a receiver. I mean, you look at our, our Macs, you know, your Mac 11, your Mac 10s, um, those are stamped machine guns. You look at the grease gun, that's a stamped machine gun. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of guns out there that are manufactured on stamped receivers that don't have any issues. Right. Is now, Uzi, is lost the your Uzi, case. he said, is the Uzi stamped? Uzi stamped. Uh, yes, Uzi stamped as well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't quite, I know a little bit of the history of it, but I couldn't remember if it was stamped or not. Yeah, the Uzi stamped. 
Yeah. Well, Casey and I were talking about this the other day, and are there any AKs out there that are stamped? Any manufacturers that stamp their AK receivers? Yeah, most everybody does. Um, Kalashnikov USA, they're, they're stamp receivers. Um, Palmetto's new gun. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant AR. I said AK. I meant AR. No, you can make an AR receiver stamp. I don't know if it's just the pressures or the standards of it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Well, the design of the AR-15, you couldn't stamp a receiver for that. It just it wouldn't work the way that the gun itself is designed. It's a cast receiver, and it's going to be a cast receiver. There's no way to make that stamp just in the way it's designed. Not the only way that I know that you can make one is if you did the piston design. It'd be, it'd be possible. You could make it look like an AR. The receiver would still have to be milled, but where the piston was at, you could do probably a stamp around it. Yeah, you could possibly stamp an upper, yeah. That could, pos- that could happen. Yeah. But I don't know the types of pressures that it operates under. Who knows? Yeah, being an impingement gun, it'd be different. But a piston, yeah, possibly. Hmm. Interesting. SDI's 32 semester credit hour certificate program in gunsmithing and 60 credit hour associate of science and firearms technology degree program can work hand in hand and are the most complete training programs of their kind. SDI strives to give you the best quantity and quality of professional gunsmithing information and tools. These programs are perfect for students interested in careers in the firearms industry or for those who are interested in owning their own gunsmithing business. Our programs are delivered via distance learning, which allows our students to maintain full-time jobs, families, military service, and more while working towards their degree or certificate. The Sonoran Desert Institute mission is adding value to our students' lives by providing innovative, relevant, and applicable workplace-driven education through distance-delivered instructions. Visit them at sdi.edu. Okay, so that was a good fact to fight the myth and kind of playing into uh, building up to our AK segment that we're working on having on this show. So thank you, Andrew, for that. We appreciate it. No problem. You guys are going to be excited to know that I do have a trivia question this week. So we're bringing trivia back this week. And it is going to be related to a video that I did with Casey Griggs, and it was at the 2015 Brownells Rock Castle 3-Gun Championship. Uh, I've got a lot more videos of that, and Casey, I'm sorry I hadn't put those up yet. I just just hadn't had time to edit everything, but there will be more coming. But this one in particular is called Casey Griggs 2015 Brownells Rock Castle 3-Gun Championship. So go to our YouTube channel and watch this video, and I want you to tell us how many shots he fires during this stage. And do you remember that stage, Casey? You remember shooting that? Oh yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, so kind of, kind of walk us through it. In the beginning of the stage, they had like I think it was six poppers, stand-up poppers, in the beginning on steel. You had to start out on a skeet platform that they use just in skeet competitions. Yeah. And typically, what I do is on a stage like that where I know I'm be shooting quite a bit. In tack ops, you can start. I believe it's eight plus one. That's eight in the tube, one in the chamber. Typically, what I do if I know I got a lot of steel that I have to hit right off the bat. I'll take the shotgun and I'll load it up to the max. Doesn't matter when you start, you can load it to the max, which is 12 okay. in my chamber. So I can load it all the way out to 12 and just run and gun from there. That way you don't have to worry about loading as much. Mm-hmm. So went from there, you shot those six, knocked them over, and then you just started hitting the little steel on the uh, little arm, the little ball steel targets. So and uh, just kind of go from there all the way through the wood line. Yeah, it was kind of cool the way they had it set up because you actually go into the woods and you had to really search for the, some of the targets that you were shooting at. Yeah, I, I like those jungle run stages. I, I call them jungle runs. Yeah. I like those because uh, it doesn't matter how many times you go through it, you're still going to lose one of those steals in your view from like a tree or something that maybe yeah. at the angle that you're running it at the moment. And you you didn't, catch it at your periphery as you're going to the next one. You're like, oh, sh-. Yeah. <laughs> you got to stop and then back up and pick it a little bit. so, Or just hope you catch it on the way through and grab it. You know it's there, but when you were practicing walking through it, you could see it. But when you're actually running and gunning, a little different. Yeah. All right, guys. So go to that uh, video. Watch that. Like it. Make sure you like it. I want to see the views get up on that. I want to see the likes get up on that. And uh, tell us how many shots he fires during this stage. And the winner is going to get... Some cool swag that we brought back from the IV888 YouTube uh, range day. And there was all kinds of cool stuff in there. I know there was some fight soap. There's some cool Kalashnikov hats. uh, 
stickers, Savoie leather had some keychains, and just all kinds of different stuff. So you will get uh, something from the grab bag from that uh, from that event. So, dude, I'd like to have one of the Kalashnikov hats. Why didn't you grab one? <laughs> I, I was so focused in staying at my tent, you know, with with my team. Well, I'll, I'll get you one, Casey. Don't worry about it. I might I might have a couple left over here. There you go. Sweet. We have to get together and shoot. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's what I was gonna say, Andrew. Do you do any of the, like the local competitions, three gun competitions, or anything? You get involved with those? No, I don't. I, don't, I, I honestly, I stopped competing. I stopped competing years and years ago because when you work full time in the gun business, you just never have time to shoot anymore. The only yeah. thing I still shoot is sub gun and shotgun at Knob Creek, pretty much it. Um, I used to shoot a little bit three gun. I'm not good at it at all. I just like to shoot it. Um, I used to shoot F class when I was a teenager. And um, I'd like to get back into that again. I mean, I still have my rifle and stuff. It's a little dated at this point, but now that that place in Chapel Hill opened up, they've got it way out there. I need to get back out there and yeah. get up. Uh, well, I was gonna say let's let's all three let's all three go out one day and, and do some shooting. Whether we just you know uh, arbitrarily join one of these, sign up for one of these uh, local three gun competitions, or we go out to to the place out in Woodbury and shoot some. Yeah, um, I've got a, I've got a guy who's got a range um, at his house with a bunch of steel over towards Lebanon. Might be able to uh-huh. get it together and go out there and blast around for a while. They That'd say. Cool. Now I don't know. Now there's a guy that I know that shoots three gun. Um, that always goes up to Montgomery County Shooting Complex. Do y'all know where that's at? No, I've never been there. It's a state-owned facility, but they have a lot of. It's massive for skeet shooting. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of steel targets now. They actually have a pistol. A pistol or three pistol bays, I believe it's three, set up to where, one, you can do a walk-through pistol shoot with steel, one, you can stand and shoot steel, uh, and I think there's another bay they have for that, too. So That's cool. All right, so uh, I know everybody's happy we got the trivia back, so I want to see a lot of participation with that, uh, or you may not see another one, uh, or it'll be a long time before you do. want to let everybody know that uh, this coming Tuesday, which will be October the 13th, I'll be at an event locally here in Murfreesboro at the Gold's Gym. They're celebrating their six-year anniversary, and uh, they've invited me to come out. I'm not going to be doing the show or anything. I'm just going to kind of be out there um, trying to get the guys from Mission 22 to come and set up. I know that all the recruiters, uh, the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, are going to be set up there. Uh, it's just kind of a local thing featuring local businesses and uh, whatnot. Trying to get Marcus Fox to come out, maybe do a couple of songs also. But uh, if you're in the area, you want to come by, it's the Gold Gym. Come <laughs> out to the Gold's Gym on Old Fort Parkway and uh, say hey to Left Hand. And hopefully the guys from Mission 22 will be out there as well. And uh, hopefully I have some good tales from Kentucky from the Knob Creek shoot to, to tell everybody. Uh, for next week, and I'm going to have, and it's rare that I know who I'm going to have on the show uh, the next week, but I'm going to have Danny Bronson from our new sponsor, Dipstick Coatings, uh, and you can check them out at dip123.com. Uh, he's the one who supplied uh, the th- the materials, the film, and everything that I needed, the paint and the activator and all that good stuff you need uh, for the Alpha Fet and the one that I'm going to be doing for Pepper which is going to be a surprise, but you guys, you'll get a kick out of what I'm going to do for her on hers. But uh, So I want to thank Andrew with Kalashnikov USA and Casey Griggs, Talking Lead's Three Gunner and Troy's Three Gunner for being on the show today. Appreciate you uh, taking the time to be on, guys. No problem. Thanks for having us, Marty. What do you, what do you get, what's Kalashnikov got coming up? Any kind of events or um, other than me and you doing some videos, I know we got that coming up. No, I'm well, I don't have anything specific coming up until um, Shot Show that I know of. We're just getting keyed up. We got a new uh, booth going up, so we got a lot of lot of work going into that. And cool. So that's what we're gearing up for right now. And then you know, I'll be I'll be all around the south. But all right, very good. I'd like to see one of those uh, Troy rails for your Klesnikov. Yeah, man, send me one. I'll slap it on a rifle, play with it. So, Casey, what do you got coming up? The Trigicon Challenge. Here's your con challenge, and I'll be there covering that also. So that, that'll be awesome. And I know I'll be at SHOT Show. Leadheads know I'll be at SHOT Show, so I'll be uh, getting some great footage of Kalashnikov's new booth. I bet it's going to rock. It's looking pretty good. Okay, pretty good. Maybe not rock, maybe just pretty no, it's, good. it's going to rock. <laughs> okay, I've all right. Never seen one, I've never seen one like it. You know how they all kind of have a similar look and a similar theme? and Yeah. You know, you know it, it's definitely different. It, it, it'll be new. Now, are they going to have booth babes? 
I mean, yeah, I'll be there, Marty. What else do you need? Well, I, I you know the the little fur fur bras and the boots, you know the little snow boots and. The, I, don't, I don't I don't know if we're gonna have any of those. I'm sorry, Marty. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'll wear some I'll wear something sexy for you though. All right, all right. You know, I got I got to sell videos, man. So I got to have something in there. Maybe a thong. <laughs> but uh, all right, leadheads. So as always, keep your loved ones close and your firearms closer. Casey, you got anything to say to that? <laughs> Pre-dip dizzy whistle. <laughs> I don't even. I can't even what you You're fired. You're fired, dude. <laughs> Keep your Troy Conqueror rifle closer while you conquer your three-gun dreams. Bam! You nailed it. Boom. Started with a full grip, then I added a flashlight. I cut down on my muzzle flip by adding a barrel comp last night. I just want scope nine rings Yeah, I'm the tactical king My bipod is swiveling Ha! Don't wanna have to choose between the A4 and the E attack I'll just buy both and mount them next to my new magma grip I'm never satisfied, I can't leave well enough alone I'm into hardware but my software's running round Becoming quite clear, I'm addicted to gear. The chance that I'll stop is remote. I'm not trying to gloat. I'll paint my stuff with Duracoat, and that's all that she wrote. The Tactical Song by Jordan Winkler. The artist formerly known as FX Hummel. You guys go check out his YouTube page for more hilarious songs. And he's got some cool tips and gear review also on his YouTube channel. So go check him out and we're going to be playing more of Jordan's songs in the future. This is Left Hand and I am out, Leadheads.